Welcome to Bedtime Stories. Please make sure you press follow to get notified of new stories and leave a rating. If you enjoyed today's story, forward it to a friend. And now, a collection of Aesop's Fables. The Owl and the Grasshopper The owl always takes his sleep during the day. Then, after sundown, when the rosy light fades from the sky and the shadows rise slowly through the wood, out he comes ruffling and blinking from the old hollow tree. Now his weird, hoo-hoo-hoo, echoes through the quiet wood, and he begins his hunt for bugs and beetles, frogs and mice, he likes so well to eat. Now there was a certain old owl who had become very cross and hard to please as he grew older, especially if anything disturbed his daily slumbers. One summer afternoon, as he dozed away in his den in the old oak tree, a grasshopper nearby began his joyous, yet very raspy song. Out popped the old owl's head from the opening in the tree that served as both a door and a window. "'Get away from here, sir. Have you no manners? You should at least respect my age, and leave me to sleep in quiet.' But the grasshopper answered quickly, that he had as much right to his place in the sun as the owl had to his place in the oak. Then he struck up a louder and more rasping tune. The wise old owl knew quite well that it would do no good to argue with the grasshopper, nor with anybody else, for that matter. Besides, his eyes were not sharp enough by day to permit him to punish the grasshopper as he deserved. So he laid aside all of the hard words and spoke to him kindly. Well, sir, he said, if I must stay awake, I'm going to settle down right here and enjoy your singing. Now that I think of it, I have a wonderful wine here, sent me from Olympus, of which I'm told Apollo drinks before he sings to the high gods. Please come up and taste this delicious drink. I know it'll make you sing like Apollo himself. The foolish grasshopper was taken in by the owl's flattering words. Up he jumped to the owl's den, but as soon as he was near enough so the old owl could see him clearly, he pounced upon him and ate him. You see, flattery is not a proof of true admiration. Do not let flattery throw you off your guard against an enemy. The Heron A heron was walking along the bank of a stream, his eyes on the clear water, and his long neck and pointed bill ready to snap up a likely morsel for his breakfast. The clear water swarmed with fish, but Master Heron was hard to please that morning. No small fry for me, he said. Such scanty fare is not fit for a heron. Now a fine young perch swam near. No, indeed. I wouldn't even trouble to open my beak for anything like that. As the sun rose, the fish left the shallow water near the shore and swam below into the cool depths of the ocean, and the heron saw no more fish. At last, the heron had to settle on a tiny snail for his breakfast. Do not be hard to please, or you may have to be content with the worst, or sometimes nothing at all.
the wicked wolf. A wolf who had been feasting had a bone stuck crosswise in his throat. He couldn't neither get it up nor down, and of course he could not eat a thing. Naturally, that was an awful state of affairs for a greedy wolf. So away he hurried to see the crane. He was sure that she, with her long neck and bill, would easily be able to reach the bone and pull it out. I will reward you handsomely, said the wolf, if you pull the bone out of me. The crane, as you can imagine, was very uneasy about putting her head in the wolf's throat. But she was grasping in nature, so she did what the wolf asked her to do. When the wolf felt the bone gone, he started to walk away. But what about my reward? called the crane anxiously. What? snarled the wolf, whirling around. Haven't you got it? Isn't it enough that I let you take your head out of my mouth before snapping it off? And with that, the crane realized, you can never expect a reward when you're serving the wicked. The Story of Belling the Cat The mice once called a meeting to decide on a plan to free themselves of their enemy, the cat. At least they wished to find some way of knowing when she was coming, so they might have time to run away. Indeed, something had to be done, for they lived in such constant fear of her claws that they hardly dared stir from their dens by night or day. Many plans were discussed, but none of them was thought to be good enough. At last, a very young mouse got up and said, I have a plan. It seems very simple, but I know it will be successful. All we have to do is hang a bell around the cat's neck. When we hear the bell ringing, we'll know immediately that our enemy is coming. All the mice were much surprised that they had not thought of such a plan before. But in the midst of their rejoicing over their good fortune, an old mouse arose and said, I will say that the plan of the young mouse is very good, but let me ask you one question. Who will put the bell on the cat? The wise old mouse knew. It is one thing to say something should be done, but quite a different matter to do it. Thank you for listening to Bedtime Stories. Please make sure you share with a friend. Until next time, good night.